0: Hi, welcome to Mare Studies. I'm Jill.
1: And I'm Lucas.
0: (laughs) And we're here today to talk about. Is it your choice?
1: No, this was your choice. You did this to us.
0: This was my choice? This was
1: your choice, yes.
0: Helpless. Good choice. You know, it was my choice. Do you know why? No, because we haven't recorded the podcast yet, because me. Um, I made my son's graduation party. There's two playlists. Uh-huh. There's the Hey, We're Eating. Nice. Vibing playlist. Oh, I was supposed to
1: send you songs to that. I never did. I'm you, sorry. You
0: didn't. You let me down. It's okay. I made it without you. Hey. Um, I could take a dance. I haven't started the dance playlist oh, Okay. I don't know if people will dance, but I want to be prepared. Right. Just in case. And I was like, okay, limit the John Mayer songs. This isn't your graduation party. Right. Pick them a long time ago. I was listening to the playlist and Helpless came on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this song is a jam. Mm-hmm. It's a bop. It's funky. Why haven't we done the song yet?
1: So how would you differentiate when a song is a jam versus when a song is a bop?
0: Well, this one is a jam and a bop. I know, yes, <laughs> as
1: you as as aforementioned. It's, but like
0: those are synonyms.
1: Oh, okay. A jam okay. and a bop. Okay. Funky
0: is not. No. Funky's like more guitar-y. Don't you think a jam and a bop are the same?
1: I, I was just curious as You're to just because you me you, you you listed them both, so I was like, oh a jam
0: and a bop. Yeah. Least, yeah. That's like saying that's cute and it's pretty. Right? Yeah. The same, but a little bit different. Anyways, so I had fun listening to it, and it was groovy. And I was like, "Okay, I'm going to do this. And I forget what song I was going to do instead now. But it was like a really early John Mayer song. And I'm happy I did this one. But then today, on my random shot, well, that's not true. Uh, Miles, whose last name I can't say, sent me his band song. Oh, nice. And I listened to it. And it was fabulous. And his voice was great. And I'm very excited for him. And I listened to it on Spotify, and mm-hmm. then Face to Call Home played, mm-hmm. and I got mad that we can't ever do that song, because they already did it. Oh, Because, uh-huh. you know, I fell in love with it while we did the podcast. Right. So anyways, um, John in the News.
1: John in the News? What I do don't I... even,
0: like, we missed last week. I have no idea for what the back to you segment would be, so uh, sorry, okay. guys. Um John in the News. He's
1: on tour, or is the tour wrapped now? He Tour's wrapped the tour. now. Yeah. And then
0: he's going to go on tour with dead and company okay
1: i and the last the tour was the last tour this
0: is the last tour i last announced tour. tickets were on sale for the oh, last oh okay several months ago they don't do it like john like buy tickets my tour is next week right um and then he's going on his second leg of the tour okay which includes a stop at the forum again oh yeah which i already have tickets to nice um and then that's in november and then he's going on a european tour
1: Oh, wow. With the same solo, Some solo act. tour in just Europe. Just
0: tickets went on sale today ish. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was all of Europe or. Did you,
1: know. you look at which countries he's sitting
0: I, I don't remember. Okay. No, I know he didn't come to Brazil.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's.
0: No, I know that's not in Europe. I, was just, I, okay. I don't know a lot. Okay. I'm going to be honest. Like... I don't know a lot about geography, but it's just they always like, come to Brazil, come to Brazil. So I just know that he did not come to Brazil.
1: Um, knowing I... that
0: it's not in Europe.
1: <laughs> can I tell you something that I'm. Like 90% sure is true.
0: That Brazil's not near him?
1: No. That the northernmost part of Brazil Mm -hmm. is closer to Canada than it is to the southernmost part of Brazil.
0: That's a lot to take in. Yeah. Why do you know that?
1: I don't know. Sometimes okay. <laughs> I just know things. Because you're a teacher? I don't know. I, I'm not a g- history teacher. I probably saw a well, TikTok Well, that's geography,
0: somewhere. not history. Like, the
1: geography gets lumped under history. It's Does a social Does it really? It's not state. its own thing? No.
0: Yeah. I guess that would be pretty boring just studying where stuff is. Yeah. definitely would for me. I was just telling my parents about how I almost failed the government like mm-hmm. some, you know, like in, when you're a senior you're sometimes senior it senior's
1: government economics yeah mm-hmm.
0: and for some reason geography was in there too oh that's weird yeah or maybe i'm just remembering wrong there was a map and i had to write i think it was just a map of the united states to mm-hmm. be honest and i had to write in where the states are and the teacher came by and like put his finger on how it was wrong and where the right one was like
1: Nice. It was
0: so bad. I got California, Texas, and Hawaii.
1: <laughs> okay, there you go.
0: Call it a day.
1: I mean, some of the smaller states on the East Coast. I understand that could get a little that dicey. That gets hairy. Yeah. Maryland's got a very un- abnormal shape. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that. Well,
0: mm-hmm, no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, song bio.
1: Yeah. Um, so this was off the search for everything. It was originally written. He wrote it during the Born and Raised sessions. I didn't it, know that. Yeah. Or he wrote a version of the song. It's okay. not exactly the same. The chorus is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, he rewrote the verses. Okay. Um, but there was a version of the song that he wrote for Born and Raised, and he loved it. And he said it's one of the rare times where his feet is, the rest, is off from everybody else, because everybody mm. else hated it.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Everybody else hated it, but he really loved it. And so it didn't make the record. Mm-hmm. But he had this idea. He really liked the, the chorus. He really liked the guitar part. Mm-hmm. And he just thought, you know what? It's the verses. The verses are off-putting. They're too, uh, like, he used a word. He used profanity to describe it. Mm-hmm. Too much of, like, kind of being a jerk, right? Okay. Too macho is okay. another way he's describing them, Is too macho. And so he had to rewrite the verses. And he mm-hmm. said that was kind of a labor to to get it to fit.
0: I'd rather wow. write something new than rewrite something.
1: Oh, I, I, revision is always key. Like, as a, as a writer, you have to revise. You have but to. But this sounds
0: like, this isn't like editing, revise. This is like, I'm taking chunks out. Yeah. And making new chunks? That's too much.
1: Oh, I, I don't think so. It worked out here, though. Yeah, I mean, I think Frankenstein stuff happens all the time. Frankenstein. You write a song and you have this part, and the part works, even if the song doesn't, mm-hmm. you know? And so it doesn't I mean the part needs to go to waste. You just need to find a place for that part to, sure. to work.
0: Sure. Speaking of parts, yeah. I had to get a new windshield today, it's very expensive. That's it, all. It
1: is very Please exclusive. listen
0: to our ad <laughs> over and over and send, over.
1: Send the podcast to everybody, yeah. I was
0: crying. Go oh, ahead. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it Perhaps that... I shouldn't have bought those John Mayer tickets. Oh, gosh.
1: It is that time. Like, things are really tight for me yeah. financially as well right now. And, uh, yeah, I need a bunch of gigs coming up to...
0: I'm also going to have to start playing an instrument and get yeah. a bunch of... Oh, does your band need a tambourinist?
1: Um, no. A tambouriner? No, not really. Sorry. <laughs>
0: okay, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Uh, what were we saying? It's so written for, Frankenstein. The song, yeah. So written for Born and Raised. Didn't really Frankenstein the song because the song is the same. He just rewrote the lyrics and verses. Got it. Got it. And uh, you know, everyone who listens to it, the first thing they say is, "Oh, this is like Rolling Stones. Oh. Like the guitar playing is very Ron Wood, Rolling Stone, Ron Wood era Rolling Stones." Uh, and he's like, yes, on purpose. You know, John's yeah. not afraid of his influences. No. Um, to the place it's like he really wanted to experiment with that type of guitar tone. Mm-hmm. All the way down to getting the right amp for this kind of sound and everything. So he really leaned into, we're going to go there on it. It's got a big time assist from Tiffany Palmer on uh, backup vocals.
0: And I'm obsessed with her already.
1: Is, is she, is she mm-hmm. the one who's on the tour? Yes, yeah, she him? is. Okay. Yeah. She sounds great.
0: Tip, tip, hooray on Instagram.
1: Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, she sounds great on it. She Uh, does. It's a big part of it. And again, that's kind of a Rolling Stones uh, vibe too, if you listen to like Gimme Shelter. I do hear that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And other than that, it's a John Mayer Trio album or song Mm because it's Pino on bass um, and then Steve Jordan on drums. This song was recorded live in the studio, so the three of them all played their parts oh, at the oh, same time know that. and recorded it. That's fun. John added some guitar over the top because if you listen to it, there's multiple guitar tracks, mm-hmm. so he added that on top. But this is, I think, the only song on, or one of the few songs on a search for everything, that is recorded that way. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all that. It's you good time really to, to pause. Yeah. There's a helicopter going over uh, the house.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, and then there's some stuff about uh, different versions, mm-hmm. if you want to jump into that.
0: Well, I'll say that the album is amazing. Mm-hmm. Album version. The album's also good. But live is the way to hear this song. And I don't think I say that a lot. That's all. Yeah.
1: Oh, one thing, one thing that's interesting about the song. Okay. You may be aware of this. It may completely fly over your head. Okay. I, this song is hard to count if you don't know how it's going what yeah so we say counting right so Mm -hmm. most most music is in four four or in six eight this song is in four four so we Mm -hmm. just count one two three Mm -hmm. four all the way through the song right the song actually starts on three instead of on one
0: how do you even know that
1: because I listen to it
0: no but how do you know
1: oh uh, like
0: hear the first note and you're like oh that's a three
1: no, you don't know it off the top. And that's why it's confusing. You hear it and mm-hmm. you think, oh, that's that's the one. Mm-hmm. So then you start counting. And then Steve Jordan comes in you're like, wait, what? Why is everything backwards?
0: Yeah, this doesn't make any sense And to me.
1: that's because the guitar lick picks up. So if you're, the musicians out here listening. There are a
0: lot of musicians listening. The listen. guitar
1: yeah. lick picks, it's a pickup. It's a three, four, and then into the groove cool and and steve makes that real obvious when he comes in cuz it's like a big flam 3 4 mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah i
0: know he made it real obvious yeah <laughs> i had no idea
1: yeah
0: what about you do you prefer the live version to the album version you know or are you i happy think with both? i think
1: it's yeah i think you're uh, you're i'm happy with either i don't really have a preference one way or the other did you listen to the live version from the bud light dive bar tour
0: i have heard that version because as you might remember that video drives me insane because i would have killed to been there and the mm-hmm. people who are there are obviously not that excited about it uh-huh. I, I didn't watch it in preparation for this mm-hmm. why was there something bad about it no
1: not something bad about mm-hmm. it i just think that is the coolest thing in the world yeah another sirens
0: <laughs> i give up next time i'll have turn the air on
1: why are you in a crime-ridden <laughs> neighborhood right now i don't, don't feel safe um there's nothing cooler than to sing a massive act in a small venue that mm. is just so great. And the chance to see someone like John Mayer at a, in like a bar, a bar setting, in a club mm-hmm. setting.
0: Just like reach it, out, not reach out and touch him literally, but you could. Yeah, yeah, is
1: phenomenal. Such a cool thing that Bud Light did. They should bring that back.
0: Not if I can't go. If they're going to fill with a bunch of people who just like work for Anheuser-Busch and don't mm. really care about being there. Honestly, they shouldn't. I think it, it has... Where he's at, fame and work-wise, mm-hmm. like he deserves an audience that's engaged. So right. that's the only thing that really...
1: Well, I'm not saying he has to do it. I'm saying other artists could do this. No, interview. I, I yeah. don't care about other
0: artists.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he did a promo piece for oh, this. Oh, I love it. You've seen it? The yeah. same the seat thing? Yeah. But
0: he doesn't drink. Uh-huh. So this just seems like a weird partnership. Did
1: he not drink Absolutely in 2017? Absolutely not
0: drinking when that came out. Because okay. at the time, I was like, this partnership makes no sense. And or, oh, no, is he drinking again? Not that it's any of my business, right. but...
1: They also make non-alcoholic beers.
0: That wasn't what was in the spots, though. It was... Bud Light. Know, it wasn't an O'Doul's commercial. Right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, I thought
1: that was adorable, too. The oh, girl yeah. who, like, recognizes who he is and is trying to play it cool, mm-hmm. you know? I,
0: I think... Oh my God! What if that happened to me? Like, if you and I went to a bar and you were like, "I'm gonna go to the bathroom," and John Mayer was like, "Can I have the seat?" I'm gonna tell you something right now, Lucas. You
1: give him up the seat.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, you might have to get up when my friend comes back. So I don't know if I would have landed with the tickets if I'd done like a fifty-fifty.
1: You know, a good you wouldn't fr- have
0: even come back. You would no. just walked right by.
1: <laughs> a good exactly. A good friend would. I don't even care if it's John Mayer. Mm-hmm. If it's a nice-looking human, yeah. And you are enjoying that conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna Why mess ruin up your a good game. thing? Yeah. I might sneak around behind and make eye contact with you so that you know, mm-hmm. hey, if you need me.
0: Yeah, assess is this really a good thing? I'm here.
1: Exactly. Right. Yeah. But I don't yeah, why would I mess up your, your shot at John Mayer?
0: Well, let's hope that happens someday, but yeah. I'm not holding my breath.
1: And let's hope you're with as good a friend as me when it happens.
0: You no, know I was expecting <laughs> you. no, I meant let's hope that happens someday. Oh, yeah. so, well we go to a lot of bars together. Yeah, we are, we are, you know <laughs> in downtown Redlands. You're, you're
1: my you're my you're my biggest drinking buddy.
0: If John Mayer was ever in downtown, downtown Redlands, I would, like, pajamas and all. Just, like, if you called me Uh at, like, midnight, like, chill, wake up. John Mayer is down here at the bar. Like, slippers, get in the car, go.
1: (laughs) So, I, uh, oh, I can't, I don't know that I'm allowed to say it yet. What? I do have some inside knowledge about, uh, Redlands is going to become even more of a music hub. Let's just say that. Oh,
0: I can't wait. Can you tell me off air? I'll tell
1: you off air, yeah. I like
0: we're on air. I love <laughs> yeah. when I say that. I'll tell you after we're done Can recording. you tell me off phone? But
1: there there are new venues coming into oh, Redlands. Boy. Larger venues than currently exist in Redlands. Large
0: enough for John Mayer to
1: visit? Not quite John Mayer's. Hotel Stabitz. cafe size? Like hotel cafe size. He's visited
0: there. I'm going to take it as a John Mayer uh, could visit.
1: So, yeah. And already, you know, uh, two weeks ago... Uh, the country band I play with, Westward Sons, we were able to open up for Kylie Morgan and her people were like, oh yeah, like we wanted to uh, do the first night of our tour somewhere and Mm -hmm. we landed on Redlands. So she opened up her tour in Redlands. Yeah. And we we were the (laughs) opening band for her. Oh, I didn't
0: realize that was opening a tour. Yeah, it was
1: the first night of her first night of her first headlining tour.
0: People should check her out because the song you sent me of hers was a. Oh, yeah.
1: So she has a song called If He Wanted To, He Would that mm-hmm. is a John Mayer song through and through mm-hmm. just with her singing. Absolutely. Um, like the and writing, country. the guitar playing. Mm-hmm. I'm, but that that was my point of sending it to you Yeah, is it's country only because of who's singing it. Yeah. If John agree, Mayer sang that song, it would be John Mayer. And he sings a lot of
0: songs that sound like they're country. Exactly. Anyway. And yeah. so the
1: point is like is John Mayer country? If John Mayer is from Tennessee instead of Connecticut, So many John Mayer songs would be considered country songs. Yeah.
0: Okay, we should move on to song meaning, I guess. Okay.
1: What does the song mean to you? You're the one who it.
0: See, today when I was preparing, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I'll just let Lucas talk about that. Not remembering it was my pick and I'd have to start. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know and Mm -hmm. I still feel like I don't. I mean, I, 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 know, I know what you're saying. Don't make a face at me.
1: You, you, I didn't say anything. Yeah. You said, I, don't <laughs> I know what you're saying.
0: saying. I love when it's a podcast and I say, don't make that face at me. <laughs> so it's obviously like, hey, if I can't get over this, like, let me know now.
1: And what is this?
0: That's what I was getting into. Okay. I'm going into the tech smarty party. Okay. So... Maybe I'm reading too much into this, but mm-hmm. okay, like the first lines are like the same drink that gets me out the door is a drink, so alcohol So yes. I'm taking that. as like, hey, this drink makes me so happy, it gets me going, but it also kills me, makes me pass out, I come crashing down, it's bad, sorry that I'm clapping. We have a new thing at work where we clap like, no, I didn't all the oh, time. Okay. I, mean, I constantly clap. Um, the new thing he wants to try some more is the same mistake I used to make before. Not 100% sure, and I feel like I'm doing like lyrics on accident now, mm-hmm. um, what that is. I just put like, maybe it was like addiction or repetitive behavior. I, that's where I get lost. Mm-hmm. And then I'm okay with the next line. So before we move on, what do you think that part is?
1: So, okay. I think the song is about addiction.
0: Oh, you think the whole thing's about addiction? I think
1: the whole thing is about addiction You in think the same brain forms. that brings
0: me ecstasy is the same pain that gets the best of me is about addiction?
1: Yeah, it's about this idea that this, this thing that in moderation, can be fine mm-hmm. but when you become addicted to it mm-hmm. then it's a, a broken heart is all you're ever going to be because you're addicted to, to, to this this thing
0: okay fascinating mm-hmm. because i'm taking four different to me it reads as four completely different concepts so mm-hmm. the first one's alcohol the second one i don't understand the next one is overthinking and anxiety mm-hmm. and then the broken heart will ever be is like his reputation um, how everyone sees him is just like, oh, no, I'm not going to date you. I already know what this is about. Like, you're a heartbreaker. Like, how he said, like, actresses will, like, actively avoid him at events. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, God, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, so people already deciding and prejudging, like, I'm not going to have anything to do with you because you don't care about people. You break people's hearts. Mm-hmm. And I'm floored that you're, you think this is all about one thing.
1: Yeah. I, th- I, mean, I, I see think, how it is. I, I agree. I think it's but... tentacles, right, reaching out. Mm-hmm. But it's all coming from the same source. So clearly right off the bat, it's talking about alcoholism. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I, I, this thing, if I'm helpless, tell me now. Like, if this, if I'm terminal, Mm -hmm. if I'm an alcoholic and this is just my life, Mm -hmm. like, let me know when I'll stop trying to get better Mm because I can't. Stop trying to figure it out. That was something that I definitely wrestled with because I have a strong history of alcoholism in my family. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it's the reason I didn't touch alcohol for the first 39 years of my life. I was there. Is I was, I was terrified that it would be me as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you the comfort I had the morning after the first night I went out drinking and I was like, oh. I'm wh-
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever
1: it is that these other people in my life have yeah. that causes this thing to ruin them, I don't have it.
0: Well, it is uh, hereditary or genetic. Yeah. So there's, you're there's right genetic to be component. concerned. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so that I think that is this unmistakable. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole point of the third line is not that it's got to be a specific a thing. It's the same idea. It's the same compulsion. It's the same inability to moderate.
0: Okay. Okay. The
1: new thing I want to try some more, it's the same mistake I used to make make before. Mm -hmm. I'm stuck in this cycle of doing the same thing that I can't escape from. Okay. You know, and whatever that is, whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol, whether it's social media, whether Mm. it's video games, whether it's food, there are a zillion things, gambling, a zillion things for us to become addicted to. You pointed
0: at me when you said gambling. Which is weird because I don't gamble, but you went gambling. I think,
1: honestly, I think what was happening in my head was I was playing at the casino. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's I think that's actually what was happening. Well, oh, I only
0: went before the concert. Jeez. You happened to be
1: sitting in, in, in the direction of the casino. Sorry. Um, and that idea, I can't moderate this. I can't yeah. control this. This is out of my control. And it comes back again in verse two. The same brain that brings me ecstasy is the same pain that gets the best of me. I can't control it. Like there's a part of it that I really like, but I can't control it. And so it becomes this, you know, not productive thing. Yeah. It becomes this thing that brings me pain. And the one I love the most just said to me, it's so painful, right? Mm-hmm. A broken heart is all I'll ever be. Because of the addiction? Because I'm addicted to this. Thing. i can't that comes first i can't That's my change real this pattern mm, okay. this pattern that i am that constantly leaves me with a broken heart mm-hmm. i can't change
0: fascinating I don't disagree with you mm-hmm. I just think it can be read multiple ways mm-hmm. because I specifically think the same brain that brings me ecstasy is mm-hmm. the same pain that gets the best of me is about his hyper intelligence mm-hmm. and the same brain that creates these beautiful songs is the same brain that ruins everything yeah overthinking I can totally see thinking that thinking I'm more clever than everyone else trying mm-hmm. to win conversations um, so I agree with you and I agree with me. Yeah, I And do then too. other people have totally different takes. Okay. Um, so I was surprised at how ambiguous the song ended up mm-hmm. being to me. Cause, uh, and I feel like, bad, because I feel like I say this about every song now, is that... Well, I just sang it and I didn't really know what it meant. And I mm-hmm. thought I was this John Mayer expert who loved all songs. Right. I don't know if it's like the string of songs we've picked lately, mm-hmm. but I'm all, oh, well, this is not okay. And also there's very few lyrics. My God. Yes.
1: And we we are doing something that most people who listen to songs don't do. Right. Which is this is very active listening. Mm-hmm. We are looking for meaning. We are trying to interpret meaning mm-hmm. from the songs instead of just passively Enjoying hearing it. it on the radio like, mm-hmm. oh, that's cool.
0: And I feel like back in the 90s when Mm -hmm. you got a CD and it had a CD. And the
1: liner notes. I
0: think I did that back then. Mm -hmm. Like with my New Kids on the Block CD. (laughs) Wait, no New Kids on the Block I was like, you did not have a
1: New Kids on the Block CD. The tape had it too, though. The cassettes had it
0: too. Man, I'm old. Okay. Yeah, Um, and I
1: I should say, since I haven't said yet, I love the song. I think it's a great song. It is a great song. And you mentioned that there's so few words. So few. And I think, so this is something that only people who have, tried to write songs or have written songs before will understand this is arguably one of the best written songs that John has ever done because it's so hard to get so much information in so few lines to make every he makes every single word here count.
0: Yeah, but um, I also think a, it's not clear. So you could argue it could use more words. It
1: doesn't, but this, that's the thing. It doesn't need to be super specific. Mm-hmm. You know what he's talking about, mm-hmm. right? There's no, there's no one like, Oh, I wonder if this song is about, uh, the state of Mississippi.
0: Well, I think that's true of every song. <laughs> but
1: yeah. Um, so not every song has to be like hyper-specific story sure. about one instance. And
0: you don't have to understand it. It could be one of those take, make your own take. How does it make yeah. you feel? And,
1: and I, there's just like we said, like you're, you had a take on it that mm-hmm. I think is totally valid. Yes. I had a different take yes, on it that totally you think is totally valid. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's actually a, a, a gift to being able to do that. And just to like distill this idea down so in such few words Mm -hmm. so concisely Mm -hmm. to be concise is sometimes a lot harder if you have a million words if you have a 45 minute podcast you can (laughs) say enough things but if you only have literally what is there 10 lines in the entire Mm -hmm. song to get your point across that's doing some heavy work do you think
0: that's like a choice or do you think that's because he i know you didn't say he frankensteined it but Mm -hmm. like i just like that word now like frankenstein like Mm -hmm. man these verses are hard so i'll just make them short
1: um, no, I think it was. I think he just was really purposeful about what do I need to say mm-hmm. in the song. I think he also wanted it.
0: to show off some guitarness, and yeah. so he needed to sing less. This is very much saying a "Help me" song. over and over again, and you yeah. play guitar at the same time and those vibe, but like singing meaningful lyrics.
1: So there's not really a bridge mm-hmm. to the song. I mean, they're kind of you could something you could call it the bridge. The "Help me" part you could call it the bridge. Mm-hmm. It's basically more of a breakdown though, because it's not a distinct musical musically different section Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and there's just two verses so a lot of times when he doesn't do a bridge he'll do three verses this song two verses chorus and then just kind of a breakdown right and that's it so there's just it's very minimalist which makes sense when you think about he wrote it at the time of born and raised which was his whole thing that was to go very minimalist absolutely also makes sense in light of thinking of it as a trio song because those songs are also tend to be very minimalist
0: that's true have we done another kind of green yet we
1: did it was your choice.
0: We, yeah, I love that song. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. And then for me. I
1: chose who did you think I was?
0: My favorite thing is how you can probably do all the podcast songs in order. And I'm always just baffled when you say we've done one. I'm like, oh, well, then that is not my pick for this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think that, um, oh, Fate So is there a lyric that's your favorite before we move on?
1: Um, man I, like i said i i think this is such a strong strongly written song it's really hard to just point one out because i i like all of them mm-hmm. there's actually not really a word in here that i dislike i think it's all like i said word by word it's like power packed every one of them counts
0: right i don't have really a th- favorite because I guess the whole sound of the song is my favorite. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting and appreciate that instead of having, some people say this on Instagram too, um, a metaphor or a clever story asking for help. This mm-hmm. is straight up like, no seriously, I, I need you to help me. Yeah, Which is kind of rare. Not only in John's songs, but in all songs. I would say it's usually more masked if mm-hmm. someone's asking for help. Um, it's not like literally, help me. If I'm helpless, tell me, like, mm-hmm. give me answers, help me out here. So I just think that's like interesting.
1: If I have to pick a favorite, it's mm-hmm. the end of verse two.
0: Okay.
1: And the one I love the most just said to me, "A broken heart is all I'll ever be." No,
0: that's hug stuff. That makes me feel that's bad. Such
1: good writing, though. Yeah. You know, like to phrase it that way, and the one I love the most mm-hmm. just said to me, "A broken heart is all I'll ever be," and that's not specific, right? So that to your to your point mm-hmm. of like, he doesn't not referencing that it's specifically. A lover right could be a parent it could be a friend mm-hmm. it doesn't doesn't matter mm-hmm. right it just all you get the feeling no matter what
0: that one does is evokes a feeling yeah but what's interesting is um when i was reading about alcoholism several years ago they said a lot of times like say you're in a romantic relationship with, it could be any relationship mm-hmm. but say you're in a romantic relationship with someone like your spouse becomes addicted to drugs or alcohol mm-hmm. you start to hate Drugs and alcohol and Mm -hmm. or become jealous of them Mm. because, yeah, you're dealing with like a lot of things. That's not what it boils down to, jealousy. Like it's a a genuine problem that affects the whole family or the whole relationship. But really, a component of that is it almost becomes its own person, its own character. And so this is interesting. This is now, the more I talk about it, the more I see your take Mm -hmm. on it. And, I think those lines go in line with that kind of theory,
1: and that's absolutely been true in my life, right? Totally. You know, that like drugs and I'm alcohol totally, it's your was, <laughs> was was a, was absolutely like this massive. Feature of my life, despite Mm -hmm. being something that was absent from my life, or that I was working so hard to keep absent from my life, it was this looming presence Mm -hmm. that affected everything Mm -hmm. because of my hatred, because of my trauma. You
0: also might have felt like those people loved the drugs and alcohol more than they loved you. Yeah, I think
1: everyone kind of goes through that, Mm -hmm. you know. Once you, so for me, uh, pretty early on. You know the person in my life who struggles with addiction is incredibly intelligent Mm -hmm. and was very good at communicating like like I know you hate me for Mm -hmm. these things that I've done Mm -hmm. I hate me even more for them I hate that I've hurt people because of them I hate that I can't be better Mm -hmm. than this Mm -hmm. I hate that this is who I you know however much you hate me just know I understand yeah. because I I'm hate me a hundred times more. Yeah, you know? addiction's so sad. Yeah, and it's just like that—that that kind of stuff is is heartbreaking. And the idea of like, look, I have won this battle one hundred times in a row. Mm-hmm. I have said no. I have done this one hundred times in a row. Mm-hmm. I failed once, and.
0: Back at square one. Back
1: at square one. Yeah. And in the minds of everybody, it's just, oh, you can't resist. Mm-hmm. It's like, I have resisted so many times. Right. Well, times. until you're really educated on it. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's easy to think that way.
1: And so, yeah, absolutely. I, ha- I have, uh, obviously, uh, a soft spot emotions around addiction and everything.
0: Um, I think everyone does. I think a lot of people just hide it you know yeah. but there's no one i know who hasn't been touched by it either for themselves or a family member or a loved one or a friend it's just we all just pretend like mental health and addiction some people like to mm-hmm. pretend like you're not supposed to talk about it or whatever but i'm glad we do we're such a good podcast yeah yay us
1: good for us and and also for john because he technically wrote the song he was the one talking oh about yeah it. We're talking good about for him good for
0: him too so we're
1: like meadow we're like one <laughs> step removed
0: um so listener feedback yeah i think this is the best Tell me, I say this every time, but the statistic for a play skip is 90 play, 10 skip. That's got to oh, be the I highest. I think
1: that's the highest I can think of. Yeah. yeah. At least recently.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that too. Um, so as far as comments go, Davy Emanuel said, All of the songs that came after the JM Trio era, Helpless most resembles that sound vibe. I would agree.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: EJ Simpson Prod says, I never skip this one. The guitar riff hooks... Oh, sorry. The guitar riff hooks me immediately. I was like, what's a guitar riff hook? <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm confused, but... S- S- Zizmon I, You know... Zymon? It's Simon Fairot. Okay. Fairmont. Could you give me how to say your name? It's uh, his most rock star song. And D A F L O says, certified banger, great song about self-doubt, but I'm mostly there for the guitar work. So then I like internalized that and I thought mm-hmm. about that. And I was like, this song could be about self-doubt. You could make it about anything. You can make it about the state of Mississippi.
1: Is that <laughs> yeah. Do uh, you, you listen to the red hot chili peppers at all?
0: I have seen them live. Oh, okay. Shockingly. Nope. That was Pearl Jam. Never oh, mind.
1: <laughs> Anthony Kiedis has this like. Preoccup- I got invited
0: to see them live and I couldn't go. Go uh, ahead.
1: Anthony Kiedis has this, like, preoccupation with states and
0: mm-hmm. putting
1: states in the name in, in songs.
0: Sure, there's one about California. There's
1: plenty of references to California, because mm-hmm. that's where he's from, but there's also references to Michigan and... Uh,
0: Michigan? Yeah,
1: and Mississippi and, like... Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, if you listen enough to their their songs, you're eventually going to hear, like, all Are you a states. fan
0: of theirs? And I didn't realize that, or are you just... I'm, they're in your
1: they're, zone. Yeah, I'm not, like, not a fan, <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm, but I'm also, like not like a fan his voice doesn't really work for me okay. i like the band i like the funkiness mm-hmm. i think I, I have soft spot for chad smith because i met him so many times yes. when i was at mi yes. mm-hmm. um, and i like his style mm-hmm. uh, but like anthony kiedis as a singer doesn't really do it for me um, so
0: so they opened the san manuel um band of mission indians casino which has now been renamed yamava they opened their Theater. Oh, nice. And that's what I was invited to. You couldn't buy tickets. It was just like, Mm -hmm. and I
1: couldn't go. They're bringing a big acts. Pink played there. They're
0: bringing very big acts. So between Acrecher. Kelsey Ballerini's playing there. Oh, yeah. Do you know
1: Kelsey Ballerini?
0: I mean, I don't know her personally. Why would I not know who that is? Why do you think I don't know who people are? Because it's
1: country music. I don't, we don't ever talk about country music. Oh, okay.
0: I have a blonde daughter, so. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Did you see Kelsey Ballerini's uh, performance at the CMT Awards?
0: Oh yeah because she's dating that really attractive guy from that show I've never watched Outer Banks. Okay. And someone was posting a video of him like I love when celebrities like film on their phone they're mm-hmm. like person. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to get better quality when you get home on the TV but okay. <laughs> and because of that I saw how she brought was it the drag queens drag out queens, yeah. or, okay i don't want to say the wrong thing um i did see that that was quite a step forward for country whether they wanted to have it or not
1: but so cmt not only because kelsey ballerini hosted the cmt awards oh C- i didn't realize that. yeah so the cmt awards not only allowed that performance mm. but then promoted it afterwards oh, on social way. media like, yeah mm-hmm. so that i will was... say
0: she looked adorable that's oh, all i walked away with my mm-hmm. god is she beautiful
1: yeah so I, I love it. You know, I'm I'm mm-hmm. getting more and more into country. I've been playing more and more with Westward Sons mm-hmm. um, and doing stuff like that. So I've been diving more into country music. And it really has changed. Like the my pre- before now, my last experience with country music was like in the 90s, like the Shania Twain, Faith Hill, Dixie Chicks era. Oh,
0: it's changed, pal.
1: It's changed quite a lot. And I love to see stuff like Kelsey Ballerini bringing that mm-hmm. to... I love Twain. Uh, yeah, to a genre of music that has traditionally been a little bit more resistant to social change. Yeah, um, but the new generation mm-hmm. just, it just, it's just different. You yeah, know. yeah, I
0: agree. Okay, at Meredith Coffin, this is one of my favorite comments because she said, coming in at the 11th hour for sure, which was funny because we hadn't recorded because I had to cancel. Uh-huh. So I was like, actually, Meredith, you got plenty way of time. way out of schedule. Um, Even though musically they're so different, I can't help but feel a thematic similarity between Helpless and In the Blood. Mm-hmm. Both are John asking questions about what is in and out of his control about the way he is. I imagine Jill B833, that's me, wanting to give him a big hug after connecting these two dots. Oh, Meredith, the mm-hmm. accuracy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think those two songs are very much connected in the idea of how much is within my control Mm -hmm. and how much of this is just my lot in life.
0: Right. At Miss MissChenNandler underscore bong. So, uh, bingo. Um square. I can't
1: keep up. There's so many bingo cards cards out now. There's
0: like two Lucas.
1: There's like so many cards I can't keep them straight. And no one
0: plays it. If they do (laughs) they're not sharing it. Says this song is so good and so unbelievably underrated as one of the best written songs he has. So Uh a little Lucas theory there. It's not a classic sad gloomy ballad so it's not the gut wrenchers that others are but it's amazing how an upbeat jam like this can still be a broken heart song. It's like singing happy birthday to yourself in the shower while crying and holding a delicious oh, cake.
1: Oh, why are your why is your cake in the shower? It's not going to be I'm very saying, delicious. like,
0: let's respect the snacks. Well,
1: I mean, I guess your body could be in the in the water, but and your like cake could be outstretched. Like, yeah. And you like
0: eat it, and then you can wash your face off. Yeah. I don't know, but I thought things it's, like it, that cracked me it, up. That is some great imagery. Like that it is. It is. She should probably write a song. ad Vodka Holic," I think, is also a Bingo Square. I love singing along badly to this one. True to John Mayer style, heartbreaking lyrics. Enveloped in a banger of a tune always leaves me thinking if I enjoy this more than I actually should. A broken heart is all I'll ever be. God, that hurts. But in the live versions, he sometimes adds, "We'll see," and I love it. Also, I love Tiffany Palmer's vocals on this. Lots of props to Tiffany
1: in the comments,
0: who I'm obsessed with. At Neil Waltmeyer said, Great pick, Jill, knowing that a compliment gets him on the podcast. I have this tune on my feeling good as hell playlist. I love the drums that driving disco beat. The guitar work is tasty as hell. Agree with Sam Sims. This is a top five John solo. Seeing John trading solos with Greg P on the key during the sob rock tour last year was such a treat. I like the lyrics. They're about the same things that bring us joy, can bring us misery, if they are done in the extreme. Mm -hmm. So that goes along with your theory. Life is a matter of degrees, not all or nothing, but John is worrying that he can only do all or nothing. Let's see here. Sam Sims, who Neil had agreed with, says this song is such a face melter. That's why he got on. What is a face melter? So I don't want my face melted.
1: Yeah, that's usually what we say in the Oh reference. that's like a thing? Yeah.
0: Oh, they just made it up. Like a no. cake in the shower thing. No,
1: face melting is like in reference to like a really good guitar solo.
0: Oh. Then I agree with, with uh Sam Sims. This song is such a face melter. What really sold me was seeing it live during John's 2019 world tour. I was blown away by how hard it went. Can't forget about the extended version of Greg's guitar solo during the Sob Rock <laughs> tour. Definitely one of my top five solos, where John just rocks out. You, you heard it live too. I did. Is that the one where you were like, "This song, no, no, no. What song was that? This song uh, should not groove this hard." Or whatever I can't you trust said.
1: myself with loving you. Oh, that's
0: right. And we've come to the my son's car wash screenshot. Would you like to buy a ticket for $5, Lucas?
1: Uh, No, thank you. (laughs) So that means listener feedback is completed. Thank you all for your feedback (laughs) at Mayor Studies on Instagram. Jump in the comments. That's a good way to get yourselves read on the podcast. We always appreciate all of your support and participation. Mm -hmm. So, Jill. Yeah. Do you think this is the – is he the one who sings the quiet songs? Or is this the John that turns the ladies on?
0: See, this is challenging, so I'll start with the internet. 31% said quiet song, 69% said turn the ladies on. Nice. Yeah, I need to say something. so I want to say quiet song, but mm-hmm. it like it's so groovy. Mm-hmm. I can't classify it as a quiet song. I don't think his intention here is to turn anyone on. I think he's just sharing some emotions, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a 50-50. I'm coughing out. I'm not choosing oh, one or Oh, what other. a
1: terrible job by you.
0: Oh, do you have a strong opinion?
1: Just huge disappointment. That? No, I don't have a strong opinion. Yeah, because, because you can't, cause it's because it's you're right. Oh. This is
0: just... <laughs> Why are you harassing me?
1: Because you didn't make a choice.
0: Neither did you haven't
1: given me a chance to yet. You
0: just said you agreed with me. I
1: agree with you that it doesn't fit nicely into either category. Oh, okay. All right. What's your choice? I agree with you that uh, it's got to be a Quiet Song. It's a quiet song. Okay. Are you
0: it's sure? It's a quiet song,
1: yes, because there's no... just
0: decided right now.
1: There is no turning the ladies on happening here other than it's it makes the ladies dance and ladies like to dance. Ladies
0: do like to dance. Well, that's not true. Some people like to dance. They that's be true. men or women or... <laughs> Not necessarily a ladies-only dance.
1: Uh, no, not at all. But major- socially, it is more common That's true. for women You're to You're going to see more dancing. women hitting the dance floor. Yes.
0: Okay, next question.
1: Uh, Jill, how much does this song make you love John Mayer?
0: I am factoring in a lot of the funkiness of the song and mm-hmm. not really factoring in a lot of the lyrics, although mm-hmm. I do appreciate someone asking for help when they need it. Mm-hmm. And for that, it's going to get a four out of five. Okay. What about you? Uh,
1: you know, I... Uh, it's, it's, we're just short of five. This is so a four, 4. Four and a half. 5? Yeah. Okay. Nice. It's really close to uh, to being there. I just think it's so well written. I, I I do like an upbeat John Mayer tune. Yeah. You know that's 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 much more my jam. So it's a it's a, it's a good good tune. It's, it's a bop, well, it's up- as they say, and also a jam. And
0: also a jam. It's a hard because it's upbeat sounding in your ears, but the lyrics aren't upbeat. No
1: lyrics aren't. And
0: so it's a uh, oxymoron in a way.
1: I like that. It's, it's like up-
0: carrot cake. <laughs>
1: I like that it's upbeat sounding in your ears as opposed to other places. Right, the it's in my sounding. ears specifically. Yeah. You know what I meant? <laughs>
0: this is why both of us are on the podcast. Yep. I just say stuff and you actually know about music. <laughs> Did you bring a discussion question? Oh,
1: I have a discussion question. Yeah, question question yeah, or yeah, questions? questions? Okay. So uh, I had to delete all the games off my phone.
0: Mm-hmm. I had to delete Candy Crush once.
1: Because I was just spending too much time doing that and not being productive enough in my life. I have a very busy life, mm-hmm. and I just don't have time to
0: waste in right.
1: all the things that I'm interested in. And it's
0: so easy to lose some time and, uh, on the phone.
1: Just, just, just another ten minutes, mm-hmm. you know, and then two hours and passed And then I've spent an hour a day on this thing that right. I didn't have an hour a day to spend mm-hmm. on. Um, and I realized that I couldn't moderate it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just do it for ten minutes. Mm. I knew I have to get this entirely out of my life. Mm -hmm. Is there anything in that like that in your life that you felt helpless? I mean, I know the joke answer is going to be like gluten-free chocolate chip cookies or something like that. Oh, my
0: God. I love snacks so much. Um, I have an addiction to caffeinated soda. Okay. Pepsi specifically, but I'll drink a Coke if I have to. And Mm -hmm. I've never bothered to try to kick it Mm because I'm like... It's my only vice, uh-huh. like, leave me alone, I don't drink alcohol, I don't do drugs, my diet now as an adult is like better, it's good enough, mm-hmm. just give me my soda in the morning. Your
1: morning toast?
0: Yes. But the problem is, I signed up for, well I didn't, my ex-husband signed up for the Sip Club at Panera, uh-huh. but we share my phone number like for the rewards, uh-huh. and so I can get a free soda every three hours.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: That's what the Sip Club is. So he pays, I don't know, let's say like it's $15 a month, and soda's so expensive there, you bought three sodas, You Mm -hmm. know, the first week you you've made the money back All and right. you paid for it and so when they're free and delicious because I like soda from the fountain better okay. than like I'll have it at home but it's not worth it to me like I'm gonna have the calories I want to be fountain soda Okay. Um, so there's that but also I went through a similar thing it's like so embarrassing but with Candy Crush because uh-huh. everyone's playing it I'm like okay I'll try it and then it would be like two in the morning and I'm like what am I doing yeah. like I have to get up for work I'm a whole grown up so I deleted it off my phone mm-hmm. I did put it on our iPad because when we go on vacation uh-huh. or like we have to drive to Arizona it's a nice game to pass the time mm-hmm. and I will sporadically pull it out because I do feel like it's a wind down sort of thing mm-hmm. but yeah I had, I, I had a problem it was embarrassing
1: <laughs> you, you know what I'm afraid is that I've just replaced the games with spending more time on social media
0: that's what I need to get rid of, honestly. And I, I thought about getting rid of my Facebook, but when you manage a page mm-hmm. and I manage multiple, it's linked to your personal yeah. Facebook. And I'm like, I just can't. It's so much unraveling I'd have to do and then re-raveling to finding another way to sign in or making a fake account. Yep. So here we are.
1: Yeah. And I went through the same thing. So I'm taking over the Westward Suns Instagram mm-hmm. for the weekend.
0: Oh, nice. And
1: yeah. And I was just trying to add it to mine. It's like, oh, it's not linked to your Facebook. So mm-hmm. I had to go through all these extra steps. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's kind of a pain. Yeah.
0: Social media is. Rough but so fun, mm-hmm. but also I stopped using um, TikTok because I was losing too much time to TikTok, mm. and I don't use Twitter anymore either. I have the accounts, mm-hmm. but so I'm trying to manage it better. Yeah, and Instagram gets me every time. TikTok Stories is an easy one the for
1: feed. me to avoid because it has to make noise. Mm, yes, but I could be sitting in a meeting. You know, right, and just Insta. like be on Instagram mm-hmm. or or, or TikTok Twitter. TikTok doesn't
0: have to make noise because a lot of them, if just your captioned. sound's down, it's mm-hmm. like it knows and it yeah. captions it for you. Yeah, But don't, I mean, I'm not trying to encourage you, to <laughs> pay attention in your meetings.
1: Do you have a discussion question?
0: No, I don't have any discussion questions for Way to long. be prepared. I am prepared, kind of.
1: You had two weeks, I was prepared Jill.
0: two weeks ago.
1: You had two weeks. Or one
0: week ago. Whatever. So, whose turn is it next?
1: It's the fans.
0: Oh, great guys! No, the
1: fans get to choose. It's always
0: interesting when they do that.
1: Yeah. So last time we kind of led them to a choice.
0: We didn't lead them. They felt strongly about it up top.
1: Right. But yeah. we also kind of like had.
0: We acknowledged acknowledged that they had that, that was a direction that they could
1: go, and right. that if and also that if they wanted to cover that song, they were going to have to do it because neither you or I were ever going to choose it.
0: Correct. So now we'll say nothing.
1: So now it's wide open. Do you have any? Uh, suspects? I feel like songs? that would
0: be leading the question. Okay. So okay. I'm i I'm a well, well, my mouth; they can't hear me. Yeah. So I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to say anything except for I love. I love when they pick the song because I'm like, oh, when they pick it, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, I really like this song <laughs> after I spend the week with it.
1: You know, I would say, and this is uh, going to get me in trouble, but this here's me being uh, John Mayer, being too honest when I need to not be. Uh, this is my least favorite of the weeks.
0: When the fans pick yeah. it? No, that's your personality. That checks out.
1: Yeah. It's, makes it's sense. It's always such my, a wild card. My picks
0: are so amazing that you like that. And then your picks are yours, so you like that.
1: Well, I also, like... I always pick songs that I know. Yeah. I almost always know the songs that you pick. Mm-hmm. They go for these songs, and I'm like, what is this song? Deep
0: cuts is what they're yeah. called. They yeah. love a good deep cut, and it's only generated more now by that tour and all the signs. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, guys, I, I appreciate that you want us to cover the new songs that he's um, playing on the tour, but I will not cover those until they're released. I agree. I want accurate lyrics. I want finished songs. Yep. And I feel like we would miss so much if we talked about it now. We'd miss maybe a video. Mm-hmm. We'd miss, oh, I changed the third verse. He's He's right. very much saying he's like trying those songs out. Yep. I'm dying to talk about them too, but I just feel like we need to wait till they're fully formed, birthed songs out into the world. Couldn't
1: agree more. No good and then on. once those songs are released, oh, we can go it. back and, and talk about the original live versions that we heard as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so they're just coming. You just got to be patient.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I'm feel impatient also, but I want to at least explain ourselves.
1: Be patient with John. He's out here on the road making his money. I know.
0: How's he release this album if he won't stop touring, Dead and Company, other leg of tour, European tour. How does he have a social life? How does he rest? How does he see his family? It's well, too much.
1: She doesn't have too much children.
0: I or, know with his other family. Spouse. But he sings about wanting one, we'll oh, yeah. stay home for a couple hours. Or well, he's
1: also always sung about the fact that it's incompatible with his life.
0: I know, but the clock is ticking, Lucas. I don't, I'm not even worried about him marrying me. I just mm-hmm. want to make sure. If he's happy this way, then then that's good. All I want is happiness and not to feel like I need to give him a hug. And, and have my mom make him a home-cooked meal.
1: And also, most artists make the bulk of their money
0: touring. Touring, yeah.
1: So he's got to make this money so that he can pay for the recording session because he's not on a record label anymore. No,
0: he's not. That's so true. So he's probably
1: going to fund the well, next week. Well, he could
0: lady. just sell a couple watches and will <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Well, we hope you have a fabulous week. Sorry that we left you hanging last week.
1: Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you next week with a choice of your own. Ah.